Hey there, before we get started, I always forget to say this. Would you please go and take a moment and rate and review the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's super helpful, it helps people find the show, and it also gives me good feedback on how I can be making the show better, or how I can continue to be awesome. That was uncomfortable for me to say. Okay, thanks for doing that. All right, now we'll get started. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. We We hope hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Thank you very much, Eve and Lucy. And thank you for being here this week on another edition of Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. I am Eddie. It is very nice to see you. Uh, Nice to meet you. This may be your first time here. And so by way of little introduction, uh, what this show is, is sort of a romp through things I'm thinking about. Uh, Sometimes the things are going to be very kind of deep and counselory and memoiry and sometimes like today it's just an observation of something that's going on in the world my hope I guess is uh, for this project is for me to be writing I enjoy writing and I enjoy uh, the newsletter that I get to write and then sharing that newsletter here on the podcast with you by the way you can subscribe over at eddiecoffolds.com but also I hope that maybe in some of this writing you see a part of maybe your own story or it gets you thinking or having conversations. So that's the the hope with it. You should know that this show is live. You may have already caught a little bit that there's uh, it's a little unedited. There's some extra us and restarts. Um, I do that primarily because I want to share with you the most honest version of myself that I can, which means I finish writing. Then I open up the computer, <laughs> I hit record and here we are together. So That's how this works. I'm going to share with you my thoughts in real time. And then for the second part of the show, of part that I have come to call the free skate, for that today, I am going to have my brother, Uncle Jimmy, on. And Uncle Jimmy uh, has been a very recurring guest to the show. He's very sweet. He is also a English teacher, and that is uh, very pertinent to our conversation today. So stick around for Uncle Jimmy here in a few moments. But first, here is the main section, main thought, main idea, main idea. Let's go main idea. I keep waffling on that. Here's the main idea for this week. Issue 23, The Robot Invasion. I am from a bygone era. I instinctively want to answer my cell phone with, Coffelt's residence, how may I help you? As a kid, when I wanted to play with a friend, I had to hoof it to their house, knock on the door, and ask. I remember going to the library to photocopy a handwritten newsletter from my Cub Scout troop so they'd have the most up-to-date times for the Pinewood Derby. By the way, I won that Pinewood Derby, and it was one of the highlights of my life. I repeatedly snuck out of my room in 4th and 5th grade to hide and listen to Letterman's opening monologue because it was only available at 12.35 a.m. I used encyclopedias, card catalogs, and microfish, or is it microfilm, Hmm. to write my 6th grade research opus, How Airplanes Fly. I'm old school tech. I'm of the last generation who predates and remembers life before the collective group of achievements known as the Internet Age. This era started in the 90s when both the Internet and digital technologies changed the face of humanity. So for those of us born in or before 1980-ish, we not only lived in a pre-digital world, but wallowed in its seemingly simpler nostalgia. 
Wasn't it just so much easier then? Maybe. Our cars didn't beep at us and throw on the brakes automatically. We only brought with us one Garth Brooks tape, Garth Brooks tape for an entire week of summer camp, and we had to think of an answer instead of reaching for our phones. I guess those were the days. I guess. Which is why I am also the last of a generation who is constantly having our minds blown. My brother, who is seven years younger than me, has a totally different relationship with tech. Granted, he still had to ask me how to post an Instagram story last week. But he does have a deep bank of memories that don't include total connectedness, full access to information, and the planet being, for him, pretty small. Moreover, my children are totally technologically fluent. Even though we are, as Brianne is fond of saying, pretty Amish about tech in our home, both of them interact instinctively with new hardware and software. It's just their default language. They get it. And this brings me to the latest advancement that has sent Gen Xers and beyond down the rabbit hole of debate, the advent of artificial intelligence, AI for short. Here's a ridiculous overview, clearly written by a halfwit human, me, of what AI, AI advancements have melted my stodgy old brain. In 1991, Terminator 2 came out. AI wasn't released yet, but the fear of computers being able to think, as well as the awesomeness of Guns N' Roses, would, was buried deep in my Gen X operating system. 2003, the internet showed me an ad for a local pizza place that I'd forgotten about, and I was hungry for pizza. How could the internet have known? That's when I realized that the internet wasn't basically just a computer encyclopedia. It was listening. Alexa, play Guns N' Roses. 2015. Eve, can you see if Alexa, can you make Alexa not play music right now? Please. Thank you. Alexa started playing and Eve is in the room with me and Eve just made it stop. So thank you very much, Eve, for your help. <laughs> 2015. A friend in the publishing industry, it wasn't relevant, FYI, told me that a lot of the constant uh, of the content we read isn't written by humans. It's written by AI. In fact, a lot of the baseball recaps I read never touch a human psyche. Moreover, as my friend shared, the computers weren't just compiling box scores. They were making interpretations and outputting analysis. 2021. This was the year of the Tom Cruise deepfakes. I couldn't believe it. How could a computer create a person's face? This is when I realized I had entered the uncanny valley and my ability to detect the difference between humans and technology was gone. For me, the Tom Cruise deepfake crossed a threshold where computers could make data seem authentically, emotionally human. And then today. Today I used ChatGPT for the first time. And it's sentient ro this sentient robot has imploded my mind. Additionally, it has set the world recalibrating with a newly realized ability to think and create with a computer. No longer is the Home Depot virtual chat just using keywords and getting you to the right drywall screws. ChatGPT is allowing us to commune with thinking, changing, evolving, intelligent datasets. And this AI, as every news outlet has reported in recent months, is the future now. From teachers who are having to figure out how to prevent or allow students to use this tool in education, to basically everyone who is questioning the ethics of allowing original thought via a Terminator. We are in the midst of a global recalibration. We're already fooled by what's real and what's not, and we'll never get that ability back. But because of that, we're now reckoning with some very real questions of tolerances, values, and adherence to some agreed upon moral guide rails. 
guardrails, excuse moral guardrails, same thing, guardrails that will allow us to know what's a robot and what's a Tom Cruise. What's more, this little chat GPT, either through jokes with Ryan Reynolds or long New York Times think pieces, has us collectively reckoning with the fundamental and brain-bending question that makes AI deeply fascinating. What separates us from it? As Guns N' Roses once sang, where do we go? Where do we go now? The rise of AI forces us to confront the limits of our own humanity and what it means to be human. Are we simply just machines that can be programmed and replicated? Or is there something more to our existence that sets us apart? As we continue to integrate AI into our lives and society, we must consider how we want to define and preserve our humanity. We need to grapple with the hard questions and find ways forward that balances out the benefits of AI with the preservation of our unique human qualities. After all, as Axel Rose reminds us, nothing lasts forever, even cold November rain. Well, those are my thoughts on AI, because I know you come to the show wondering, hey, what's this guy's hot take on tech? Um, And so... I gave it to you. Um, and joining me today is a very special guest who has now been on the show. I think this is your third or fourth time. Um, but I was thinking about this. And I thought, I really need to have a teacher on the show. And I need to have somebody younger. And I thought, hey, I know a teacher who's younger. And it's <laughs> Uncle Jimmy. Hey, Uncle Jimmy. Hey, man. How are you doing? Good. Were you expecting the the, the music? 100%. Are you disappointed? <laughs> No, I mean I'm not disappointed, but I I I was yeah I was expecting it, but it's okay because it feels like the last few times I've played it and you've been surprised, but then I wasn't quite sure if you wanted it or <laughs> right. not, and so and I that's didn't why know. I was like, hey man, how are you doing? Because I was right. expecting so, the poker to come in because I thought it was just a little bit more of a serious uh, moment mm. today, and so I thought maybe okay. you wouldn't want the music. So so what I hear okay. you saying is that you don't want the music. <laughs> I'm just ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> will you join me in welcoming my brother, Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? God, I knew you wanted it so bad, didn't you? Oh, there we go. That feels that feels so much better. Thank you. Doesn't that feel good? That feel good. Um, well, for those of you that are just joining and have never heard this show before, I have a brother who I love very much, and his name is Jimmy. Uh, in our family, we call him Uncle Jimmy because he is uncle to even Lucy. He is also the person that, if you've ever listened to the end of the show, which uh, some of you have, you know that he edits this newsletter um, and helps me make sense of some of the content that is rambling. Um, to that end, Jimmy is a uh, just he is seven years younger than me, so we talked a bit about that in the article. But also a hold on, what is your official? You're not like an English teacher. You are a you are a teacher, a high school teacher. Yeah, English though. Yeah, yeah, it's high all English. English. Sometimes yeah, I feel yeah. like you teach other random classes, right? Well, that yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, a high school teacher. Yep. What if they asked you to teach health? Well, um, what what would you do? Would you? Uh, no, I would say I I don't I don't think that's a wise decision. Um, You're like I don't even get it. I don't know how <laughs> babies are made. I don't know <laughs> anything. No. Yeah, and I yeah. I'm, yeah, certainly not qualified for that. Um, but um... but you're an English teacher, <laughs> right? Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, so first of all, uh, when we mm-hmm. look at the article, now you've already read this article and spent yes. some time with it. Um, mm-hmm. What did you th- that last paragraph, that Guns and Roses mm-hmm. paragraph, where I got real mm-hmm. into Axl Rose? Um, mm-hmm. 
so I asked him, there were some big questions in that. Are we simply just machines that can be programmed and replicated, or is there something more to our existence that sets us apart? I'm curious yeah. how that last paragraph kind of sat with you. I, um, God, yeah, I it. think, <laughs> no, I did not. Are you kidding me? Stop. So Eddie, stop. You hate it when I talk um... about robots, don't you? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> It's just it's just so often that you talk about them. Yeah. It's 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 just the <laughs> It's just are you okay? It's yeah, all you yeah. talk about. Um yeah, yeah. No, um No, well there's two things in there in the in that last point. Like are we simply just machines that can be programmed and replicated? Um like as I've had to think through the this AI the, the new AI, especially like um, ChatGPT and, of course, the new ones that are coming out because of it. Like, um, it, I got to be honest, man, it really th- it has thrown me for a loop. Like, it has really made me stop and think, like, okay, what do I what does my job actually offer now? Mm. You know what I mean? Um, are we simply just machines that can be programmed and replicated? I'm like, no, like we are human beings. We have so much more to offer uh, than simply like my ability to. Uh, you know, put a logical connection of words on a page mm. that alone does not make me human, but, but it is, it's crazy, man. Like it, you know, I know you've messed around with it as well. Like it's ability to, to kind of sound human, right? Like right. is, is really, it has really, I really have had to stop and ask these exact same questions as as you. So like, I don't think it's as easy as saying like, we're doomed. And it's not Mm -hmm. as easy as saying like, but we're good. It's not, it's neither of those. It's like, but it's a new, it's a new era. It it feels like to me. Yeah. Well, to, to that end, the little trick is that um, I wrote this article and copy and pasted all of what I had written uh, and uh, I said, I asked ChatGPT, I said, can you write a closing short paragraph in the voice of Eddie Koffeltz that compels yep. the reader to consider the limits of humanity? Please include a Guns yep. N' Roses reference. And so that, mm. that that last paragraph actually was written by ChatGPT with, yeah, with, with only giving it the article that I had written to that point. The last words I wrote is what separates us from it. Us. Right, right. Right? It yeah. and I never I never gave it anything else other than that. And mm-hmm. it spit out that last paragraph. And that was like a mind blowing moment for me. So I mean Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna bore like listeners too much with like teacher stuff, but like mm-hmm. I can I can take a and I, I have, I've tried it. Like I can take a student's essay. Let's say they turn in a five page thing. I can literally copy and paste it and I can, you know, in chat GPT or whatever, I can say, um, analyze the following text for its use of, uh, let's say rhetoric. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then I paste it and it takes a second. And then it just starts saying, this essay has some strengths. Here they are, here are examples. And then it says, but here are places that we can improve. And I'm like, what is happening? This is crazy. Okay, let's debate that for a second because because mm-hmm. I think the initial like and almost the tone you're saying is like like that that's not that's somehow cheating or not okay. First of all, do you, but but I think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the problem with that? Oh. I know it's weird, but what's the problem? No, it 
no, I would not say it's it's cheating. Like for yeah. to me, if a student like, okay, l- yeah. let's say that they actually came up with five pages of original thought, right? Yeah. Let's just assume for a second that they wrote this thing and then they put that in there and they get feedback and they use that feedback to make it better. I'm like, that's incredible. That That's just an incredible tool that d- didn't exist until like November 20th. You know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. it just did not... Well, I'm sure the technology existed, but it wasn't available to like you and me, you know what right. I mean? And yeah. and so it's like the calculator for language has now been invented. And so uh, I as a teacher, now I have to think, okay, now this thing exists. And I will say the first couple of weeks I was like doom and gloom. I was like I'm going to go be a UPS driver, you know, <laughs> like I I'm done. Mm-hmm. And uh, which would be awesome. Like like you know, but um when I now that I'm a little more level-headed about it, it's like okay, this thing is out there. I need to really think about like how to help my students navigate this new tool that they have in a way that like still gives them the opportunity to to be creative and come up with something original, but also to wield this insanely powerful tool. Like they need to be able to do both, right? Like so, it, it's just. But it's yeah. completely making me rethink, like, how am I supposed to teach English, like, in 2023? It's right be- Because it's an odd thing, like, I to the, to your calculator example. It's perfect, because I remember mm-hmm. in high school or middle school thinking, right. hold on, why do I do this without a calculator? Because I'll always have the calculator. Always have one, right? What, so why? And then, you know, it's the same theory. It's like, so that you're learning how to do it. But then I'm like, why learn how to do it? Like, mm-hmm. we we don't have to learn outdoor survival skills because we figured out how to go indoors and we figured out cars, right? And we f- figured out water purification. Is it, isn't yeah. this like? I I, I, I now, hear myself as a writer going, "There's something lost." But what what is lost? Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, let me. I, I, can I pose it like this way to you? Because like this is how I've been thinking about it as well. Mm-hmm. Let's let's take our you and me. Let's take our kids. Mm-hmm. It, they're going to have these tools available to them. Is it important to you and I as parents? Well, and I guess we'll, different households, different thoughts, but do we still want do we still want our daughters to have the ability to craft and manipulate language without these tools? Or are we okay being like, you know what, they're going to have the language calculator at all times, so they can just kind of, you know, they could just, all they need to do is kind of learn how to use that. I, you know, me personally, I'm like, well, I still, and maybe it's obviously biased because I teach English and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I'm like, no, I still want her to be able to do this without, you know, I don't want her to just rely on ChatGPT to think for her. Certainly, I want her to be able to, you know, to, to create something original. Yeah. You know, but it's like, but I do, I'm like you, I find myself being like, why is this important though? Like why? Yeah. Why do I want her to feel that? Why do I, or why do I feel that way? Why do I want her to be able to write creatively? I get it. There's something in my yeah. s- just soul that I can't put words to that I'm like, yes, I don't want them to lose that ability. But at the same time, I zoom way out and think about, well, this is how humans have, this, this is the barrier that humans have always hit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't evolving and then we figured out fire and fire yeah. allowed us to to consume protein 
in different ways. And all of a sudden we were kind of cheating through technology and furthering the species. Mm-hmm. Like is part of this is like, yeah, I wanted to be able to, to write, but also them plus this, it, it changes, it changes mm-hmm. like human humanity plus the ability for AI to intelligently think pushes humanity to a place that because I'm not a futurist and I can't that, that I'll probably never see, but we will be different mm-hmm. because of our interaction with computers. And we're just on the cusp of this because I was, yeah, for sure. I'm pre-digital because of, you know, I'm born in 1980. Mm-hmm. So I don't know the answer to your question. Like my heart says yes. And I want them to experience the art of it. But, but there is something like, is, is this that moment where we are pushing the envelope of what we can understand? And so, yeah, yeah I want to be able to write, but but like, it's like, I want you to be able to grade papers, but at the same time, you could scalably teach, you know, in theory, twice mm-hmm. as many students because this could grade all your papers or this could right. analyze your papers in a certain way. Yeah. Right. And so doesn't yeah. that give better access to better education for more children? Yeah. I don't know if that's I- true or not. Yeah. The Windows 95 startup sound. I know, ex- of course, I know. Of course <laughs> I thought, that was, thought that was the moment for it. Do you have the modem sound? I got it. Looked all over for it. I had a whole. I was so close. Here, I knew not, you'd want you that sound. Can you do your best impression of it? No, you don't make me do this on my own. Joe, you do an impression of it. <laughs> you do it. You do it first. Like, I'm telling mom. I could um, do it, but I don't want to. Yeah. yeah no, I totally can. Mike Dima so, told me so. Um. um okay so another topic that i wanted to talk about in this thanks for giving your thoughts on this uh, the perspective as a teacher it's i cannot imagine being in your job like it's hard enough as a marketing person who's creating content for an organization and a writer to figure out to what degree am i allowed to use this because no one will ever know and Mm. the answer right now is not at all like i'm not touching because i'm just like "I, i don't know yeah but it's coming yeah. But the other the other piece of it is is just sort of I'm curious you, you and I are of a different age. Um you were born in 80 what year were you born in? 87? 86. 86, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and so to, to to my recollection, you don't really know a life. Do you remember pre-internet? Do you actually have any memory pre-internet? I mean, we're talking there are small glimpses of my memories of like living um like living in our house in st pete but those aren't like my real memories like the like the real solid ones no we we had internet we had like prodigy you know yeah yeah so i mean do you feel like there is a difference in the whole piece that i talked about in the article about the generational difference did that ring at all as true to you like that do do you i mean because you've always known cell phones you've always known digital technology mm-hmm. how did that how did that sit with you because you and i do have a very different interaction just even when we play like call of duty and stuff like, oh my gosh generally hilarious yeah don't be rude don't be rude I'll tell no you. it's just, <laughs> hey i'm the one who what two days ago had to be like how do you do an Instagram story? I think you said that in your in the in the article. I, did, I didn't. Why not? Yeah, it was like yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it's totally true. I'm like Eddie. How do I make this look good? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. It's great. No, I do. Um, 
Between you and I, um, I don't feel as big a difference. I, I don't know why. I think be, because maybe like because of where we are now as like an entire society, it's the technology is so immersive that it's almost like it's it's covered up that mm. that gap between you and I. Like mm-hmm. it, it, I don't see it as much. However, I would say yeah. In the past, you know, I don't know. Did you? It sounds like I'm trying to like burn you, but I'm not. Like in college, were you typing papers? You were typing papers, right? Certainly. Uh, yeah. Or, I, I, yeah, I right? was or, typing it on a I, like a computer at a library. But my typing class in high school was on a like a typewriter. Wow. I mean, that's to me. No, mine was computers, and then by the time I went off to college, like. Every it was laptop. Everyone was laptop. So like, oh no, I no feel such, like you and no I no idea of yeah, a laptop in class. Not even, not even a. It was yeah. And there's there's only six years between us. That's insane to me. Right, but that six year gap was the digital gap, right? Because the whole thing right, started exactly. in the '90s. You're mm-hmm. you're four or five years old by the time it's starting, yep. and, uh, and yep. I'm I'm in elementary school. So like, yeah, yeah that absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting too, and it's just, and then we look at our kids, and they're mm-hmm. just their ability to interact comfortably with that, technology yeah go ahead right no no th- that's you're exactly right that's what i was going to say so be the gap between you and I, I i do notice i will say the gap between my daughter isabel and i or my students who yeah. you know if they're 18 so they were born 2005 mm-hmm. you know that the gap between me and like the younger generations mm-hmm. is is really it, it's staggering like how how big of a difference it is they are just so they they don't always use it for like awesome productive purposes but like right. you know even their ability to just like oh yeah i can kind of like figure out this game or like whatever is is it's almost automatic it's just sort of like an extension of themselves or like so that i would say that resonated with me a lot actually yeah um we we got to wrap up. I, I think I mm-hmm. you you touched on it, but I forgot to ask like a fundamental question. Like what? Mm-hmm. Back to the teaching thing. What have you mm-hmm. told your students? Because I know you're a really fun teacher and you're a really honest teacher. Like it's not like you're trying to ignore this. Like what have you told your students about how to yeah. how to manage this technology? Because what you can't tell them is what I used to get told in the day, which is don't plagiarize because we'll catch you. Because there was yeah. an ability to catch. You'll never catch a student right at this right. point with Chat GPT. So what are you telling them? Yeah, um, the approach that I've taken, and I may listen, let's say I listen back to, to this exact conversation in a month or a year or five years, I oh, might yeah. be like, I can't believe that's what I believe. But uh, there's, an old relevant, now, there's an old relevant where we talked about the the new iPhone and we were just like yes. talking to, and oh, it was definitely like, like the Katie Couric uh, Today Show where they're like, what is the at or the A with the circle around it? What is internet? And then you just are like, this is... <laughs> Like I know this show's not going to age well. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, but this anyhow, it's going to be very outdated. But here's what I've told them so far. Today, yeah. Right, here's what I've told them. I said, "Okay. We all know this thing exists. I know that many of you are going to use it, and I suppose that I, I just told them, I don't really know how to handle this right now. I really want the words if I'm going to take the time to read what you've written which i do like and it takes a long time like yeah i would like it to be i would like it to be original however I, that's all i could really do at this point and and so like 
you know, do as you please. You know, like it's 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 kind of on you. Um, you know, I, there are tools that will catch, you know, AI, but it, it is far from perfect. And honestly, I'm not going to sit there and do that. Um, so, you know, I've kind of just left it at that. Like, like just beware. You know, just be cautious of what you're doing, and you know, try not to necessarily take just the easy, uh, like the easiest route. Now, you know, if I give them like, I need you to write two paragraphs on this idea, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. I would really like to, again, I, I think the harder thing is to actually sit down and come up with it yourself. Um, and, and that's all I've told them, man. I mean, there's just no, I'm not, like you said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say like, I will know because I very well may not yeah. like, and I'm not gonna lie to them, you know? So, and it's, but it's gonna more out, like, outpace you, yeah. like, we're we're using absolutely. the most rudimentary version of this right now. Like it's oh, it's going absolutely. to it's going to be in Gmail in a minute, where you open up an email and it's populated with what it probably. Knows oh, and it's like here, here's say. a response. Yep. yep, here you can send that right now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I just yeah, it's more speaking to like the heart of the issue. Like, are you doing this because it's actually helpful? Are you actually asking it to give you feedback mm-hmm. on something you've already created, or are you just getting the two paragraphs done? You know. Cause you kind of have to do it. And, and guys, I'm still speaking to my students, obviously, but I'm like, I get it. I was a high schooler. I would probably have done that as well, but I hope you would maybe do better than me. You know, and, like, then, and then do you like pop your collar and you're like, I was a high schooler. You guys, I got it. I, I was, it. I was a youth once. I understand. Yeah. You just, just call me Jimmy. You know, I just want to yeah. be a cool teacher. You know, I really yeah. want to be cool to you guys. Please love <laughs> I mean, me. Please love me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to close this up. Jimmy, thank you, as always, for coming on the show. I have to watch out because yeah, I want you on every week. And I uh-huh. oh, don't say thanks for having me. What are you, my, what are you doing? No, I really appreciate it. Stop. Oh. There's a lot of people you could have had on here. <laughs> All right. What? All right, I'm going to close it. You're going to be here with me, and you'll okay. be recorded. I'll so be if you quiet. say anything okay. stupid, no, you don't have to be quiet, but you can just. Just don't mess it up. Okay. Uh, right. Thank you. Of course. Don't see I'm in the middle of it. Thank you to Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> thank you to Uncle Jimmy for being here today and for editing, doing the best we can. Thank you for listening. Uh, I would encourage you if you are listening to this and you haven't read the newsletter, the newsletter is a different experience. <laughs> Jimmy's <laughs> Jimmy's typing in a chat window right now. It's wrecking me. Um is is texting some inappropriate stuff (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's it i'll see you next time on doing the best you can you really did it jimbo (laughs) i'm sorry